0: And I'm Austin. And we're a married couple. And we are
1: here to lovingly snark on Hallmark's Countdown to Christmas lineup for the 2020 season.
0: And we are in the home stretch of this. It is Sunday night, December 6th, and we are about to watch the Danica McKellar movie, who's a favorite of mine. It's Christmas, she wrote.
1: Yes, Winnie Cooper brings us another Christmas.
0: Classic. We'll find out, I guess. Well, it has some potential. So even though, based on our blurb, which Austin's going to read in just a second, um, it is not, in fact, a murder mystery, which I was hoping for, but it has some things that we think we're going to like. So, Austin, what's the blurb say? All right. The blurb says, when a writer has her column canceled right before
1: Christmas, she heads home to reconnect with her family, only to receive an unexpected visit from the man who canceled her column. (gasps) Dun, dun, dun. Uh, is she gonna fall in love with him is she gonna murder him no probably not because he's gonna Hallmark. get murdered no no okay i i'm a, this is not a real prediction but i will predict even though i want it to happen that angela lansbury will not be in this movie tonight <laughs> because it, it's not a murder mystery and it's not a nod to murder she wrote but it
0: sure should be right So we made some predictions about this movie that we, beyond the Angela Lansbury will not be here, (laughs) um, we also predict that they will kiss, that they will fall in love, that there will be a Christmas tree lighting and a sleigh ride and all those things. But like, what are the things that might be somewhat unique to this movie that we think might happen? So based on the blurb and like the half of a preview that I have seen, Mm -hmm.
1: I'm going to guess that the leading man will definitely be the bah humbug businessman who has to find his connection and love to Christmas through engaging in in the small town, you know, festivities and activities.
0: And then also based on the blur, because we know that the man from the big ci- she's from the big city and he's from the big mm-hmm. city and they're both going to the small town, um, that when they fall in love, they're going to have to pick one or the other of those to Absolutely. live in. So I predicted that they're going to end up back in New York City because Hallmark's been playing around with this a little bit more lately and that she's going to get her column back and they're both going to go back to New York. I disagree with you.
1: I think that small town life is going to woo them in, Tara, and that we are going to have our characters not return to New York but stay in small town.
0: I just like to believe that they might just switch it up for a change. And that they're they have gonna been, stay. though. So I know, the, that's what the, I'm saying. It is more up in the air that they might do that. So, so. to me,
1: it's like the, the unexpected thing was is that they would actually move to stay. the small town.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, I said that the the column that she wrote, I don't know where we saw this, but it seems like it's... Um, might be the 12 days of or like a 12 day christmas thing and that then therefore like the 12 dates of christmas that this will be a column based about different dates that you can go on or christmasy outings you can do at christmas and so that all of the dates that they go on will be based on the things that she's writing about in her column as they're courting each other and getting to know each other that makes sense i like that
1: um so From the preview, we definitely saw that there's going to be a gay best friend Mm -hmm. for Danica. However, I do not think we will get to see any PDA whatsoever from this man, because we already got that this season. So there's not going to be hand-holding. There's not going to be lip-on-lip action. He's at most going to get just like, a glance a, a, like a glance and a flirty toast you know that's uh, like <laughs> that's all he's gonna get
0: <laughs> um and then my final prediction for this i didn't have any y'all i've just like i've seen everything and i couldn't predict any more so we're to spin that trope wheel so i spun the trope wheel and then of course sleigh ride came up twice which i don't know why my wheel defaults to sleigh ride but the third time because i didn't want it to be sleigh ride um it came up with punny christmas names so i think that we haven't seen a lot of that this season maybe this will be the one where we get a noel or a chris or something or a diner
1: (laughs) that's entire theme like it's all christmas you know foods like we did in mistletoe secret right
0: (laughs) something like that so throwback all right. Well, we are going to watch this movie, live tweet it, watch it again, and then we will be back to tell you number one if our predictions came to true, but also our sparks and snarks from this um, whatever th- installment in our six thousand four hundred thirty-second installment of Countdown <laughs> to Christmas for the twenty twenty season. It feels that way at this point.
1: <laughs> All right, stay tuned.
0: And we are back. We are back. We have watched this movie now. Twice four and a <laughs> half. Times.
1: I think Tara had to watch it a few times in different parts because that summary piece. I can it, it, This was a movie. If you you had to actively stay engaged with it to 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 know really. I mean, obviously, it's Christmas, all that stuff. But it's like you have to just pay attention. And it was such a movie that you didn't want to pay attention to.
0: Right. I kept zoning out, and I would catch the first hour of the movie and kind of like this part around the the 90-minute mark, and then everything else was just a blur. So finally, I think I have the full summary of what has happened in this lovely non-murder mystery. With no Angela Lansbury. No Angela Lansbury. No sleigh rides either, though. Yeah, so that's <laughs> good we didn't include that one. <laughs> so,
1: All right, Tara, um, take us on the summary
0: adventure of Christmas she wrote. All right, stretching, loosening up the muscles there. Okay. You got this. Because <laughs> um, this one I've been worried about, so apologies ahead of time if it is not fluid. All right, so Kaylee is our protagonist. She is played by Danica McKellar, and she is a journalist working for a New York City newspaper, and she has a successful column where she writes about just lifestyle issues and living your best life and living a better life. And she is at a Christmas party one evening, and a gentleman steps on her dress and tears it is a meet-cute moment, though she doesn't quite realize it yet because she leaves the party and doesn't think anything else about him. However, the next day, she arrives at work, and this man is now their new boss of the newspaper, and he is firing everybody, including Danica. Even though her column is super successful, he doesn't care. He thinks columns are not the money makers of the newspaper, and he sends her packing. So as she now has several days off, as she is between jobs, She heads home to see her mother and to spend some time in her small town where she grew up and figure out what her next move is in life. And she's seeing her sister, Amy, and her sister, Amy, has a daughter, Charlotte, and Charlotte is interested in the newspapers and wants to write for the newspaper. And she actually happens to know, or I don't know how she knows, the guy who runs the newspaper for the town. And so Charlotte hooks him up. His name is something that I don't remember, Rob, I think. And he tells Danica, hey, guess what? You can write something for me. It'll keep you busy. She she offers up that she can write a column. They've got 12 days until Christmas. They'll do 12 daily columns, combine those with community events, and that she will be able to do a guest column for the newspaper while she is figuring out what to do next. So she's happy with that. They start planning events that start for the article to drop the next morning and events to start the next day. And meanwhile, back in New York City, Tripp is finding out that he has made a very bad mistake. Danica's readers are not happy and Mr. Grantham, the owner of the newspaper, whatever he does, I'm not quite sure. He gets on the phone from the back of his limo and he says, "Get me Kaylee back." The people are angry and get her back. So Tripp starts calling her and she doesn't answer her phone. She says, "I don't need that in my life. I don't need to talk him i'm going about my christmas business well she doesn't answer she doesn't answer she doesn't answer finally trip finds out that he's going to lose his job if he doesn't get kaylee back so he flies to the town and he's going to get her to come back and give her her column back when he arrives she's a little bit surprised he plans to just stay for one night and, and and bring her back with him but she says no i'm doing this column i'm doing these events You can stay or go, but I'm not coming back with you because why would I go back to you? And so he says, well, I'm going to stay here until you say yes. So he continues to book his nights in the inn, and he starts attending all of the town events with Danica slash Kaylee, so there's a Christmas tree farm visit. there's ice skating. there's a cocktail party. He's at all of them. I think they build a snowman in there somewhere I don't know, uh, but simultaneously, Kaylee is also reconnecting with Dan, her former lover, her former high school sweetheart, um maybe longer than high school sweetheart, they got engaged and he left her two weeks before their Christmas wedding to go do Doctors Without Borders in Haiti for some reason and <laughs> This was five years ago. And that was the catalyst for Danica to begin her newspaper life. So she's trying to figure out what she wants. So she's, she's entertaining both of these men, talking to them, sharing with them. She shares with Tripp about, um, as he reads more of her column and learns more of who she is, she says, she's written a novel and she's one chapter away because she doesn't know how it ends. And then she finishes the chapter in the novel as she's trying to finish the own chapters of her own life. And ultimately she shares this novel with Tripp. He decides that he wants to take it and get it seen by a publisher to see if he can get her published. She's very mad about that. She also finds out that Tripp reduced her best friend Steven to one column a week, and he's now working um, less than part-time work, so she's very mad. She thinks Tripp has done her dirty, and so she decides that she doesn't want anything to do with it anymore. She says goodbye I don't want to see you. But she also decides she's really not going to have anything to do with Dan anymore either because he's actually going back to Haiti for whatever reason, again, right before Christmas. So hey, what is Danica to do? She's lost. She's lonely. She's alone. Her 12 days of Christmas column is over. But she goes to the snowball. She's She's ready to just kind of... Do whatever's next, and who shows up but Tripp? He's sorry. He's decided that he doesn't really belong in this newspaper business after all. He's gonna go be a reporter in San Francisco, he's given up his job, he managed to get Danica's job back and Steven's job back so they can both write full time for the newspaper, but they can do it from anywhere. And that her, her newspaper is gonna go into syndication, so everything is great for her. And she decides that she forgives him, they dance, they kiss, they live happily ever after. The end. <laughs> So how long was that?
1: <laughs> I don't know. As l- I mean, the movie felt long. So <laughs> the summary was going
0: to have to do that. But I think you captured it beautifully. Okay. So that's what happened in this movie. Two love interests, 12 Two... days of Christmas, 12 vaguely themed Christmas columns. Right. And, and a partridge and a pear tree.
1: Absolutely. So let's let's first hone in on what predictions did we get right in this movie?
0: Well, so I don't know that I got very many at all because they did not end up back in New York. They're both quitting their jobs and moving to, well, he's going to San Francisco. And yeah, he's going to San Francisco and she's staying, staying, staying she in Pineberry. Pineberry, that's the name of the town. And then um, there was no Christmas, punny Christmas names. I disagree with you. Rockin' Rudolph...
1: All of the drink names for the event Mm. uh, where they like they made it like the Santa Claus Mapolitan. So actually. Anytime they call it a
0: snowball, that's always kind of punny.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So I would disagree. I actually think you get a point for that one because they like had a whole scene about coming up with
0: punny Christmas names. And her column had a punny name because it was the 12 days of Christmas unwrapped your inner christmas cheer <laughs> and I, I, for a second
1: i was like are we in the lifetime fear the cheer movie <laughs> like plot lines i for a second i got confused but yeah so i actually think you get a point because it, it, there was not just like off to the side screen time was dedicated to people ideating on punny christmas names
0: and then what was my other one i don't remember <laughs> um the christmas outings one oh yeah that very much happened so that the outings were the themes of the the columns and the dates that they went on the times they were interacting so you started off thinking you got zero and actually you got two thirds yeah so
1: that's not that bad <laughs> so that's pretty good that's that's a that's better than we normally right, do what'd you do how'd you do um okay definitely got a point because he is a scrooge bah humbug man guy. yeah um And so I definitely get a point. He did learn the love of Christmas through these outings with Danica. And really he learned like hurting people is not what he wants to do. And that's why he pursues it. And he doesn't like having
0: to be the businessman.
1: Yeah. So definitely get a point there. Um, I said that both would be moving back to the small town. She's definitely moving back to Pineberry. He's moving away from New York to San Francisco, but it's going to commute. Mm-hmm. My guess is that's
0: not going to work unless they pick a halfway point. Well, she's going to she's gonna end up in San Francisco is what's going to happen. They don't say that in the movie, obviously. So I'm giving
1: myself half a point for right. this one
0: <laughs> because he did not stay in New York. <laughs> I was trying to beat you in the point.
1: <laughs> so I give myself a half a point for that one. And then um, I definitely got a point because there was no PDA of the gays right. in this, but we did get some flirty looks. We got, yes. <laughs> Over, over a s- cosmopolitan.
0: Clo- cosmopolitan, cosmo- <laughs> Klos- or a Rock and Rudolph. <laughs> I don't know what a Rock and Rudolph. I don't really like. want to drink a Rudolph drink. That just sounds disgusting. It's like a Shirley Temple, I assume. <laughs> and then you have like the cherry, it and it's like, like dirty fur. <laughs> it was like I don't think they like mix in fur <laughs> 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 or like venison. What well, is this like Rudolph's? Brown. I mean, I guess he has the red nose. So is it like a bourbon brown. with a cherry? <laughs> Ooh, maybe. Because
1: like I, that, I, I I don't know. I mean, I like bourbon. I like cherries. I don't know if I like them together.
0: Yeah. And what was the other prediction? That was it. I got oh, two and a half points. Two and a half, and I got two and a half. So that's actually one of our better this predictions. Is, high five, us. Woo!
1: Boom! <laughs> that was a high five. You can't see it, so I made a sound effect.
0: <laughs> okay, so sparks any sparks here for us my spark is winnie cooper and i know that she doesn't necessarily love her um past with the wonder years but i like danica McKellar. have not yet really enjoyed any of the movies i've seen her in i wish that they would give her better movies but i do like her i also don't really like her sad faces that she makes constantly see i i like
1: i like danica McKellar a lot i i like that style i think that this was not the right Leading man for her nor the right movie, but we're starting with Sparks. So, what I liked was it wasn't in the movie itself, but I really appreciated the fact that Danica McKellar went on TikTok and showed a lot of the behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And so, like we got to see like how the ice skating was filmed because she can't ice skate. She showed us like her body double and all. Of, I love that kind of stuff. So I really love it when our Hallmark stars, Hall stars, that's what we call them. Yeah. Um. Show us what it's like to film these, and that that kind of sneak peek behind. So that's a spark for me because that definitely peaks my level of engagement. My other spark for this movie was Charlotte, Mm -hmm. and in particular, I loved the scene when Danica has gone beyond her comfort zone and has put together this giant feast, not knowing how to cook anything, and it's disgusting, and everyone at the table goes. Um and Charlotte's like, pass the bread. And everyone's like, bread! And so Charlotte
0: saves the day with the bread. I did like Charlotte. I liked seeing, like, she just had a little bit of a different aura as a kid actor. And we learned that she actually is the mother's daughter like the mom and daughter, Danica's and this,
1: sisters like yeah, in this
0: movie that they're actually mother and daughter in real life too which i thought was really cute and they were tweeting a lot during this so it was fun to kind of interact with them danica was tweeting a lot too mm-hmm. and interacting with us she, so i guess a spark of mine was the social media yeah presence for this one and how active they were with us That's,
1: yeah, yeah I she
0: danica had the goal of
1: tweeting back every single person that tweeted at her And by gosh, I think she accomplished it. I mean, I think it had to go a little past the movie because that's that's a bold,
0: Mm -hmm. bold goal. But I think she hit it. So... And I guess I had a couple of minor sparks. I really liked the decoration for Danica's apartment in New York City, Kaylee's apartment in New York City. We only saw it briefly at the beginning. It had a lot of exposed brick and like mm-hmm. a big brown leather, leather couch, but it, it wasn't like overly feminine and it wasn't overdone on the Christmas. So yeah. it was more of my style and I don't normally see that on Hallmark movies. So I like seeing that. I also really liked the aesthetic of the bar. Uh-huh. When we
1: um again,
0: it's so odd
1: to have decorations be on the spark side. Um, <laughs> but it I felt like the bar was done really nicely. Like I felt in the Christmas mood while they were there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I also want to acknowledge that that Kaylee slash Danica wore the most Christmas dresses of any movie we've seen oh, yeah, so far. She and did.
0: I liked every single one of them i would be interested to see the coat count from um, i don't know that she had rubber. many coats <laughs> <laughs> did she wear a lot of coats had, i know she well, wore she the had that white one coat.
1: that white beret and white coat which is not in my sparks list
0: <laughs> but i would be interested to see yeah we, we we they do the coat count over there um on their podcast and you know the dresses could be a thing that yeah. they could look at too we should recommend that i'd love to know the dress count <laughs>
1: But it just felt like with every dress that she wore, we were at the big final scene because that's how nice those dresses were. Like mm-hmm. every single one of those dresses was nicer than many of the final dresses we've seen in most of the, the this season's premieres. So anyway, I, I just wanted to give that as a spark.
0: Well, and, and my other spark is I do like journalism storylines. I like columnists. I did actually look up if you're a columnist for a major New York newspaper, you do actually make good money. You're writing more than one column a week. And you actually can make a living wage. So that's realistic. Because we did have that question while watching this. is like how much, you know, Tripp has come in to trim the fat Mm -hmm. and he
1: cut her because of her salary. Mm -hmm. How? Yeah, we were just like, how can she afford to live in New York? doing just that and we looked it up and it was like like average is like 60 something thousand dollars but i imagine if the globe is technically maybe like the new york times in this right world that's what they're trying to um be. it's probably more because that's one of the most premier right
0: so well and then my only other and this is sort of a bridge into snark so i think this goes perfectly here Um, It's more of a cheesy thing, but like I kind of liked it. So she's writing a romance novel. She wrote it many years ago. um, And it was about I think it was basically about like a girl who goes to a small town and she finds love. Like it's it's basically the plot of her life, but she doesn't realize it. Um, And then she said that she doesn't have the final chapter or no, she goes to the big city after a breakup. I mean, Whatever it was, it was exactly her life. Yeah. I mean, and they call attention trips like
1: so that's your life. She's like, yeah, I guess so because it was after heart heartbreak a girl goes to the big city to find right
0: herself. and the la- but she never could finish the last chapter and you realize it's because the last chapter is this movie and that then once the events of her life happen she's able to write the last chapter and then it's like it's a really good book because now she's found her real love and Mm -hmm. her story is complete and i kind of i liked that it was cheesy it was a little bit expected um a little bit more obvious than Mm -hmm. subtle but i liked it so but also cheesy well i like
1: it in the realm of hallmark christmas movies when they go a little meta right Mm -hmm. and so it's like oh we're it's not it's more than one layer of plot line because that shows depth and we don't always get depth in these movies so i'll take it where i could get it
0: all right you can see me rubbing my hands together we're ready
1: snark time snark time
0: (laughs) snark (laughs) o'clock so snarks are where where it's at for this movie because part of she wrote (laughs) first we were like what even are our snarks this movie was just so dull that you know we don't even know that we're gonna have much to say but then once we once i really watched the middle part of the movie (laughs) and started (laughs) actually like writing down my snarks i was like oh lord (laughs)
1: there's some good ones in here." help me
0: there's so many (laughs) okay
1: so I think I have to just start with my my biggest snark, which is Tripp's character. Mm-hmm. I do not know why he was cast opposite mm. of Kaylee. There is such a lack of chemistry, number one. Right. Number two, we looked up their ages. There's a six-year age gap between them in real life. But in this movie, it feels exponentially more. Right. He seems very old
0: compared to to Danica. And he looks like a Botox, kendall not that i want to like dig on somebody's appearance because i'm all about like actually i think it's more that i'm all about looking your age and he definitely looks like one of those men who's like older but he's trying to look younger he's like tanning and i actually thought he was older than he actually is because of that because of the work he looks like yeah and it's
1: it's like i understand people are going to do what makes them feel comfortable with their body
0: Mm -hmm. but why is she interested in this man? Well, and I think that's what it was for me. It's not necessarily that I have a problem with someone looking how he looks like whatever. There's a person out there for everybody. Not my taste, but it's somebody's taste, right? That's not the actress I expected to be paired with him. She just seems so much more like kind of emotional. I don't know. There's something about or like, not even authentic is the word for it, but just like, Ne- girl next door I right. guess
1: he was definitely more Hollywood and mm-hmm. she's girl next door I mean that's Winnie Cooper right? right like that's the whole it's not even because she was Winnie Cooper she just has that look and will always have that look mm-hmm. and that's great I was surprised that Dan the ex- fiance was Was not the leading man in this because he was matched
0: appropriately they cast this very poorly and that's dan there was so much more chemistry Mm -hmm. with her and dan dan was such the better character for her there's a way you could have written this movie it's not really within hallmark's formula Mm -hmm. but for this make the newspaper guy older so that Mm -hmm. he's not in the love interest category and he's trying to come win her back and then she's hanging out with her high school sweetheart and realizing that this is where she really belongs as she reconnects with dan because then trip could have been the conflict
1: and like the the spark and the the pushing force that brought dan back to kaylee but that's just not what happened unfortunately it they stayed with trip so i'm going to stick with trip for a second Mm because trip We've talked about the age difference and just not feeling like these were the right style, like actors for each other, lack of chemistry, but also his character. Mm -hmm. I had really big problems with his character as a whole and like how the story was written, which was man meets you at a Christmas party, knows who you are, rips your dress offers to pay for it, and then accepts like the second time we say, no, it's okay. You don't tell you who you are. The next day you call that person into your office and fire them and still don't offer to pay for their dress. That's the starting point of this relationship. Right. Didn't, he was nice when he fired
0: her. It's business, you know, but.
1: But he didn't do any market research no. on it. He didn't investigate. So it's like a man who just kind of like says, I know what's best without doing any hard work is what we have built the foundation of his character on Mm -hmm. and we see that throughout the movie like he goes he tries to call her multiple times tries to email her she's blocking him and we'll get to all of the ridiculousness of those plot points as well but he goes and then just decides to camp out and show up every day wherever she is Mm -hmm. that's called stalking And when you are the boss of someone, that's called harassment.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of really big red flags in the way that this movie romanticizes the way he doesn't take no for an answer. He shows up. He was supposed to go for a day. She says no. And he says, I'm going to stay until you say yes. Um, At the end, when he offers, when he takes her novel and takes it to get it published, regardless of if she wrote freaking pride and prejudice mm-hmm. you know or whatever she would be. explicitly told him no she said no and he needed to respect that because there could be reasons why it's not ready for publication regardless of what he thinks is best for mm-hmm. her that's a really big violation and horribly problematic absolutely regardless of if it turned out positive in the end but even in the end
1: when okay so he did that then he quits his job at the end to show like because he doesn't want to be the person who fires people anymore he wants to go do what he he's passionate about and he's like i worked out a deal so you can get your column back and i threw steven into the deal so does that mean if she decided not to write her column steven wouldn't get his job back either Uh, yeah i don't know so that's also like a huge burden on her Mm -hmm. what he should have done is just said i got steven his job back Mm -hmm. and if you would like to continue to write which i hope you do it's there for you.
0: It's also a weird move for a boss to make because it feels like because he's crushing on Kaylee that he's giving her friend his job back when, you know, did you have a reason to cut Stephen in the first place? Are you just bringing him back on because you want to get with his friend? It, like the whole thing was kind of strange. It was like I get odd. bringing Kaylee back because he was being demanded to do so. That's the whole reason that he's there. But Stephen. Um, was kind of like, oh, so we're just playing favors, and right, if you're sleeping with the boss, then your best friend gets his column back, <laughs> right? And it's like, so I don't feel like he learned his lesson because he, when he apologized about taking the novel,
1: even though she had told him not to, he said, "I just got so caught up in making things perfect for you," and then immediately says, "So here's how I've done that again," like that, Kaylee, girl, yeah, and
0: she like gets Bad all choice. the she gets the puppy dog eyes,
1: and it's like. Get it's me. yes to everything, Trip. I'm like, no, it's not. It's uh-huh. yes, and then you're gonna get your heart broken again. Right. But also, like in the middle, we also see Trip taking a phone call from HR, mm-hmm. and I just have to wonder: is there another employee he's harassing <laughs> that has filed a complaint against him? Because he just seems like a problematic person. Mm-hmm. So. That's my, like, big running snark for this movie. Well,
0: and on the flip side of that, I have a snark on on Kaylee's character. Like, I felt like she was unnecessarily stubborn in a lot of places where she didn't need to be, Mm -hmm. particularly with, like, okay, so imagine you've been fired from a job, you've gone back home for the holidays, you're probably on a severance package or something, but you're waiting for what's next. Professionally, right, you start getting repeated phone calls from your former employer, you answer them
1: because there might be reference
0: right there might be any number of things that they're calling you about um and then when they offer her her column back and they say it was a mistake it's very surprising because she's kind of like oh i could go work anywhere well at the end of this movie she's deciding to just stay in her small town so i wasn't seeing her field a lot of other offers you know employment is important and it mm-hmm. kind of bothers me how these hallmark people are just like if i'm not passionately involved in my job, or if I have a slight beef because of the way things went down, then I just, I don't need to work. <laughs> Forget my job. He's like, that's your health insurance. That's your 401k. You've got a freaking New York city apartment rent and, and it's expensive to move across the country. So it's just like, they don't seem to take any con- money is never a deciding factor. ever. And if you loved your column so much and your readers were so dedicated, like, why would you not at least you know beef with the boss aside be at least entertaining the idea or leverage back. it and say
1: i know you need me back so i want a 20% raise are. yeah
0: like I that want a book deal from yeah. my
1: column i want you know whatever so it, that felt like uh an unbelievable plot point and right. it was solely so that this man had to stay so that they had to interact uh so it was hard to buy that because i just was like why kate like i didn't get Kaylee's right. just like utter resistance or at least just like write him a text say i'll talk to you after the new year because Mm -hmm. i need some time and space like or like i need you to
0: leave yeah this is my town i yeah i will talk to you after the new years and i'll think about it you know but no it's just they're both being plot points basically it's just to move the story to this sort of artificial situation um my next snark is a minor snark Love it. But a dumb one. Love it. <laughs> so I've got a few of those. It's a product placement snark. So there is a oh scene. Oh my gosh, I know what you're gonna talk about. There is a scene where I and I don't remember exactly where this was in the movie because it has nothing to do with the movie. It's right when she comes to Pineberry. It's at the very start of her coming back to the small town. Yeah, I think she says, like, I need to go buy Christmas presents or look for Christmas presents or something. Totally unrelated to the plot. Like nothing happens in this scene that does anything related to the plot. She walks into a store. She looks at there's a Christmas village set up with all these Christmas houses. And she looks in and you get a beautiful front shot of one of these Christmas houses, the cinnamon bun house or mm-hmm. whatever. And she goes over to it and she's picking it up and looking at it. I'm like, oh, product placement. And this other girl comes in and goes and like takes it from her. And then they say something about that's That's the last last one. one. So she couldn't get it. And then she leaves the store and then we go back to the plot of the story. So there's no point to this clear product placement. But the part that makes it a snark (laughs) is that, you know, they're product placementing these is it like Linux or what, what is it? What uh, is the. There, yeah, there's something with an L, 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 not Lamar, that's the home builders, but like something with an L. <laughs> um, Clearly, successful product placement. I went and looked it up. I found this exact house and it was sold out online so by the time this movie even aired this product that they were product placing which i assume is the whole line of houses Mm -hmm. was gone like you couldn't get this house so really when that grinchy little woman she literally
1: took the last one
0: that that universe crosses over into (laughs) ours (laughs) and that that bee took the last (laughs) cinnamon house and i can't go buy it now which i will say
1: speaking of that uh it was so odd to have this scene, not just because of product placement, which we're we're used to seeing awkward product placements. This one in particular got more airtime in a way that I'm not <laughs> familiar with. But also we got introduced to one of the meanest town women of all time who then never shows up again. Like that woman who yeah. stole that thing. Like, I thought she was going to come back and be like the rival to the sister and like be in love with the editor or be that the whole, new like girlfriend of Dan or whatever. Nope. That Never saw her had, again.
0: It was strictly for a product <laughs> product. There's no other reason for that scene to be there. So um, thank you for that, Hallmark. Thank you, Hallmark,
1: so much for that. Um uh, so as Tripp's trying to woo uh and show Kaylee that he cares about her and he finally read her column. Mm-hmm. They're talking about it, and then like he finishes her sentence by quoting one of her columns. He's like, You only live once. You wrote that, didn't you? And I wanted to be like, um, were y'all not around in 2012 when YOLO was like the thing? YOLO. <laughs> so like, I felt like they were trying to credit Kaylee with the notion of you only live once, and I'm like, it's like um. that's so deep, that's so <laughs> poignant. <disappointing. laughs> it's like, what the heck? But also, I wanna I wanna dive for a second into Kaylee's character slash the storyline. They make it. So that you cannot ignore the fact that she's a therapist and was a therapist and is now a writer. And we talk about how she was a therapist and how she was a therapist. And then we do nothing with that information.
0: Why is it important
1: that she was a therapist? She was
0: going to go back to therapy at the end and realize like, oh, writing a newspaper column meant that I was like talking to people, but I never saw them because they were on the other side of a newspaper. And I want to work with people. I'm going to go be like a life coach or a therapist or something. Nope. Just she was a therapist. Now she's going to be a columnist again and have a romance novel. Right. She's <laughs> that's, gonna... that's the end point. Not... <laughs> I'm going to bet that that romance novel does not actually make her that much money. <laughs> that's just, I don't know. Me... Unless Hallmark picks it up in their universe but and books, then makes a movie off of it. Don't... Well, yeah. I guess if you get a movie deal <laughs> from your book, that's a different story. Um, her column. Let's talk about her column then. So this 12... Days to New You, Christmas Unwrap, whatever. Your cheer. Um, Rah, rah, Christmas. So it was very interesting how they did it because they was like, okay, we're going to the Christmas tree farm and that's about being one with nature. And I don't remember what the ice skating (laughs) thing was, what the purpose of that was, but they were all these sort of like hippy-dippy, I guess like (laughs) therapeutic-themed um things. And so then the one where she was doing the cocktail party, it was about doing something nice for other people. Um and then there was one where she was making a, a meal for her family and it was about doing something that's out of your comfort zone. And so they were trying to kind of give this therapy layer right. to like things. You
1: find yourself through these right. like therapeutic but I I can Google mindfulness on the line and see like go for a walk in nature. Right. I don't need to have gone to school for that.
0: Well, and they made the town events come like very quickly. She talks to the newspaper editor and they say we're going to do this column. Tomorrow is 12 days from Christmas, so can you get this article written by tonight? And yeah. she's like, "Oh yeah, like I I can I have fast fingers or whatever. Yeah. I can type really fast." And then they already then have decided that they're going to plan these events. Like they're getting them planned really quickly. Yeah, it's like How did they organize and orchestrate with these
1: vendors? Because also, all right, so she was just cut from the equivalent of the New York Times. Because Mm -hmm. uh, if you all didn't know this, um, it's not a good time for newspapers. (laughs) Um, Which has been the case since a long time ago. Right, (laughs) right. This is not a new phenomenon. This is not a new phenomenon. So I feel like maybe y'all need to revisit your budget decisions. Anyway, so she gets cut because her salary is too much. She's invited to be a guest writer. There's no conversation around money. But what she pitches is that they are, the paper is sponsoring and hosting
0: these things, which costs money. Right. What small town newspaper is able to afford all of that?
1: Right. And like, was it also competing with what I expect
0: all small towns to have, which is already pre-planned Christmas activities. And, you know, you just hit on something that's been a theme this season, which is Hallmark ladies just working for free. Mm-hmm. And I I don't know if she's getting paid for that column that we, we might have just not seen the conversation about money. But gosh darn it, if that doesn't sound like Christmas in Vienna, where she just gets to be a nanny for free for three weeks. For Absolutely. Viennese children. Because Hallmark women only need love they have jobs, they but money is not people. important. <laughs> yeah, they do the things because they love it. It's not about the money, right? Um, and then you know, I think I know how they were able to plan those events so quickly because that Christmas tree farm one, they just closed their eyes and they all did a visualization activity for twenty <laughs> seconds, and then they went and looked at Christmas trees. <laughs>
1: I mean, and everyone just was like went, went on their own. And I guess the like the Christmas tree farms, like, sure, if you bring a, and they bus got like a hot
0: chocolate, which I'm sure probably was already there, like. It was the least eventy event. Right. That one, um, that makes
1: sense is the first one. Now, the question mark I have about this Christmas tree lot for a second, and this is where the white beret and white coat show up. Mm-hmm. Why are you going to a Christmas tree farm where you will cut down a Christmas tree on your own in a bright white outfit? Yeah. Not a good choice for outdoor. Tree sap yeah. is like the number one enemy of all of the things she's wearing. And luckily, he ends up cutting it down, and she she acknowledges. He's like, "I guess I w- didn't wear the right thing." Yeah, you didn't. Therapist, writer, lady, think about it.
0: <laughs> wear your dark colored well, coat. At least all those trees actually had roots in the ground, and um, we're not. Oh no, no, they didn't. Don't you remember? <laughs> Do I just not see them. <laughs> Did- no, they- no, 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 no. You- they were walking through.
1: And there's this like red aluminum (laughs) tree out there. And I was like, okay, I'm familiar with the blue spruce, but I'm not familiar with the red spruce. Later, there's a shot where I see it's part of like an elf Cut out like they've decorated the forest, uh-huh. but for a second it looked like it was just part just of like like a natural a red in the natural
0: tree, like a red glitter <laughs> tinsel tree. tree in the middle of the woods. Like it's our natural <laughs> Balsam Hill Farms tree.
1: It was definitely not even the quality of Balsam <laughs> Hill. No, this was, was like definitely the, like
0: aluminum, whatever.
1: Walmart uh, on discount, red tree. Well, that's
0: where they grow. <laughs> now we know where they get them. <laughs> Um, And then that scene, that that thing was okay. And then the skating scene, nothing, you know, storyline problematic with it. Yeah. But after all those videos we saw of how they filmed Danica skating, that was so awkward. It looked mm-hmm. so creepy. The way that, like, everybody's faces looked really robotic. Mm-hmm. It was strange the way he was behind her trying to catch up to her it's like if if i could tell you to do anything even if you didn't watch this movie go find that skating scene and just watch that what minute and a half maybe yeah it's really it's so bizarre it's
1: It's scary yeah i mean that it I wasn't convinced that it was real skating Mm -hmm. but also just like that interaction felt so weird and
0: uncomfortable. Like the fake laughter was like extra. Well because she's on a board. They showed her in the the How They Made It. that She's on a board with the camera in front of her and they're like dragging her along because she can't skate. And so she looks like she's kind of not moving but she's kind of like pretending to look like she's moving by moving her arms. And then he can skate. So Mm -hmm. he's behind her and looking like he's trying to like catch her and play tag. Like she's ahead of him and he's trying to like like he's trying to catch up to her and it's all like whimsical and she's just kind of slightly glancing over her shoulders like come get me ha ha i'm skating (laughs) and then there's a scene where they put the camera in between them and you see them do that thing where you can see her face and they're like spinning around Mm -hmm. and it also looks really scary so i don't know if they just did like we got one shot on this ice that's all we've got if it looks ridiculous i mean they built like what i would it's it looks
1: like if you were gonna get your grandmother who uses a walker right. on ice it's a plywood with like scaffolding like a walker mm-hmm. and she's just holding on to those bars for dear life right she it's, so, it's just bizarre uh I, and so if you watch that scene also find the tiktok that danica posted where you get to see how yeah. that shot was done there is a body double who can skate and those were right. okay yeah. though but you could see the scene of that so um i do think we have to acknowledge while there is always cgi snow now like we don't get fake snow like snow machines anymore the the level of cgi snow here was insane like i could hardly see the characters faces sometimes was there, like, it was it is aggressively snowing <laughs> it was a snow! lot and then there wasn't anything on them <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like, if you're going to have it, like, be a blizzard, you are going to have to put some fake snow on their hair. Right. And it's going to accumulate. Yeah. All right. So my final snark is my biggest snark. Okay. Uh, it's not a big in terms of the plot point of the movie, but it's just when I realized it, I was like, what? So let's, let's talk about the timeline of these characters. So Danica. <laughs> so Danica says at one point in the movie that Dan the other love interest that she that, that left her to go to Haiti, that they were high school sweethearts. Mm-hmm. And then they got engaged, and then they were supposed to be married. And then two weeks before their Christmas wedding, he decided to leave to go to Haiti to build houses. And I guess actually there's two snarks in here because why... Not, no, he's a doctor. Sorry, not build houses, to go be a doctor. Doctors <laughs> Without Borders in Haiti. Sorry, I'm thinking about... <laughs> stupid Christmas village house Um, so he's going to go be a doctor in Haiti with like Doctors Without Borders and there's a whole other snark in how he expected her to just follow him after he dumped her and like why would she go to Haiti with him so he's kind of bitter about that but he leaves her. And then this is five years ago. And so she then goes to New York and she gets her column mm-hmm. because Stephen works at the newspaper. And then that's how she became a columnist. She stopped being a therapist at that point and became a newspaper columnist. She did that for five years. And then she's gotten fired from the newspaper column. So she's going home. So that timeline is some unknown amount of time from high school to the wedding. And then five years after the wedding mm-hmm. is today. Janica McKellar. Is 44 years old. So if we go based on her age, she was getting, this wedding was going to be when she was 39. Mm-hmm. And he was her high school sweetheart. So these people dated for 21 years, <laughs> at least.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. Before they got
0: married. <laughs> And then, and, then and then he, he just left, left her to go to Haiti.
1: <laughs> so 21 years just poof
0: gone two weeks before your big wedding. And he just ditches her. <laughs> it's so long. It is so okay, so you have to give some grace that maybe she's supposed to be playing somebody in her thirties. But regardless, I mean, that's a really long time to date somebody. Before getting married re- regardless. Unless we're hearing some sort of story about how she doesn't believe in marriage and they were only right. getting married. Or or like, like the, maybe like they trans broke up for a little while. They couldn't get married until marriage was allowed or whatever. I don't know. If
1: he's trans, he's a very good looking trans man. Yeah, I'm i just going to say that like real quick. There's
0: something more to that story. Or someone's got a huge commitment issue, which is clearly Dan because he's left her to go to Haiti twice. Because <laughs> <laughs> he leaves her here to go to Haiti. Wow. I
1: mean, that is that is i mean regardless of that age they were clearly together for a very long time and he left her two weeks so i can't even believe the fact that she would consider or like even talk to him and then the when they are like trying he they're trying to outdo each other the guys trip and Mm -hmm. dan like they go to the the bar and they each are like the, the premise of this one is uh, doing acts of kindness for others. And so Kaylee's recommending, like, buy a drink for your neighbor and get to know them because acts of kindness breed more acts of kindness. So here comes Trip. He swoops in and he's like, next half hour, drinks are on me. I was like, OK. And then Dan comes in. and He's like, hour after that, drinks are on me. So now Dan and Trip, because they're in a pissing match, mm-hmm. will not allow anyone else to do acts of kindness. <laughs> they took all the kindness they took all the kindness out because they're competing for a woman and then Dan he's like can't even commit again so he decides to go to back to Haiti yeah. and like they're fine i i think that Kaylee needs therapy She doesn't need either of these men. But neither man is going to be a commitment person because, okay, so Tripp gets, at the end of this movie, he's quit the big newspaper because he doesn't want to fire people. He's gotten a lead for a business reporter job in San Francisco, and he's going to have to travel for that job. Mm -hmm. It's several hours away, which is still long distance. So she is picking another man who is going to pick his job over her. This woman is never going to get married. No. We will never have a bells are ringing
0: Christmas, <laughs> Christmas she wrote. wrote. Bells are ringing. Um, here comes baby.
1: N- no. Unless unless they're going to do like foster adoption, <laughs> it's not going to be here comes baby.
0: Oh, well, yeah. So that, that's the end of my snarks. I yeah. mean, terrible men doing terrible things. Clearly the wrong lead guy. She should have gone for Dan. They should have taken out the parts in the script where he was. A commitment phobe or had a better reason for that and and you know that's how i that's how christmas tara wrote (laughs) would have gone but i guess i'm not the author of this movie so
1: yeah um so let's let's move into our next segments then um
0: alternate
1: yeah title review slash alternate title
0: So title review, I think, I don't know if you agree with me, I'm going to assume you do, that this is a terrible title because it's misleading, because Angela Lansbury is not in the movie, there's no murder, there's no mystery, it is just Hallmark stuff, and I wanted it to be a mystery. (laughs) I wanted this so badly to have even just
1: like the slightest hint of a mystery. Um so I am mad that they took this title away and I think that inevitably when Hallmark decides that there is a market because I believe that they should take The Miracles of Christmas on Hallmark's Movies and Mysteries and turn that into like The Mysteries of Christmas. Like cozy Christmas mystery. It's
0: not lifetime like, like a, creepy Like the T1 that they're but, doing. Yeah yeah the aurora tea garden movies yeah. like any of those but make them christmas themed
1: right make them christmas themed like we watched one of those episodes the other day and i was like if there was a christmas tree here i would i would say look
0: it's christmas mysteries right And like, could and it could you could go light mysteries who stole the cookies from the cookie jar or <laughs> you know what percentage of salvation Army's funds actually go to fund the things for the people instead of their executive board that would be great mystery i would totally
1: <laughs> totally watch those movies
0: <laughs> you know. um so you yeah,
1: I would say I'm I'm not mad at the title of itself, but I'm mad this movie took it.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you have an alternate title for this? I, I don't. Think, I mean, I think what I would do if I were retitling this movie is I would give her column in Pineberry – a different name like unwrapping christmas at pineberry and then make that the name of the movie mm-hmm. but i would have to pick one that hasn't already been taken by another movie and i don't know what that would be so
1: yeah i, I struggled with an alternate title for this the closest i could get is like the christmas column mm-hmm. or just something that was more just kind of like basic
0: mm-hmm.
1: um or like furloughed at christmas Fur- <laughs>
0: The Christmas severance package. (laughs) So those would be my alternate titles. Yeah, I would do something with Pineberry and the newspaper. So, Uh, Mm -hmm. yeah. All right. Our next one is. Will this love last? Will this love last? (laughs) Um, For this one, I'm going to give a wholehearted no. Absolutely not. Yeah. She's going to. Neither of these men are the men for her.
1: Okay. Actually, pause. I take that back do i think that this love is deserving and should last absolutely not will it yes if danica was with dan Mm -hmm. uh you know For for, for 21 years and still was interested in talking to him again after
0: five years when he said i think i might want to come back here would you be down for that she's like Maybe. Oh, and you know what? She's actually 45 and almost 46. So she's actually with him for 22 years. Okay, so
1: 22 years of non-commitment. She is going to hang on to whatever Trip does to her. Now, yeah. I think Trip is going to be in San Francisco and getting with all the ladies as his business journalist.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so... Will it be a good look? No. Well, and and hit that actor is fifty one. So again, are they playing their actual age? Or are they playing something younger? But yeah, you know, we don't know his past. Is he divorced? Does he have kids? Does he has he been in long term relationships? But he's fifty one. And again, not to like there are many legitimate reasons to have been single at fifty one, but you know, why? Why Mm -hmm. is he single? Is it because he was a playboy? Is it because he just didn't have the right person? Was he too busy building his career? But those things might play into what's going on here. Does he make poor decisions about just quitting his job willy-nilly to go be a reporter in San Francisco? Yeah, You know, like, what is his deal? And I say, no, I don't think these two people will end up together, but also – Possibly, yes, these two idiots won't know better and they'll just stay together, which is where I've landed on Mm -hmm. this. I do
1: think that uh, Kaylee's sister, uh, who falls in love with her high school sweetheart, uh, like they've or I guess a high school crush. I don't know that they were sweethearts and he's the editor of the Pineberry Press or whatever. I think that relationship will last. That's Mm -hmm. founded on realness. I think that the gay BFF who ends up. They are not going to last. They are not going to last because uh, he's going to go. Stephen's going back to New York.
0: And he can't do entertainment for the New York Times out of Pineberry. No wherever like no matter what like danica Tahoe. wright's column was there so he <laughs> can't stay work. there and his boy toy his it's just gonna be a little christmas yeah. love match and they're gonna go back because yeah. he's opened the bar and he's not gonna be able to open a bar he's not gonna have the chops to no open a bar in new york yeah. that's just absolutely a not throat for a little pineberry boy so they're not gonna be able to but i think they'll work. have
1: a good little fling they'll
0: for a fling. while it'll yeah. be fun um so those are the loves
1: that I think will last. Um I do think it's worth noting that um I don't know about you, but high school just seems to be a focal point in uh-huh. all of these movies of like these high school relationships. So if Danica's 45, 46, her sister's older and we're doing a throwback to
0: like did y'all do anything but after, after high, high school?
1: school like, like that's like like even even uh the bar guy who was like says, "Oh, I'll be happy to host your your bar segment here, mm-hmm. Danica. He's like, You helped me get through AP calculus, and I owe you that favor. Why are our favors built on like helping people study <laughs> in
0: high school? give me some college romances because I would buy that. Yeah, more. But Nobody's ever going back to their college town and hanging out at their college or like meeting up with their college crew and falling back in love again. Yeah. Uh, Cause I guess they're just not tied to their towns in the same way. I'd like
1: to see that come up. So I just, I felt like high school was really weird for how much an older cast that this was. Mm-hmm. Um Anyway. Th- okay. So that's, mm-hmm. that's how I feel about the love. Uh Our final segment, which is when would you watch this movie?
0: I'm, I I don't know. Any day would be fine. Let's just pick a random one. I'd watch this on November 17th. You know, not mm-hmm. good enough to be a December movie, not good enough to be around any of the major things, just good filler in the middle. I feel like this would have been a good Monday night Thanksgiving movie
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where you've got a, a star that you have like a connection with from an 80s, 90s sitcom um, I guess it's not really a sitcom, but the, from mm-hmm. the Wonder Years and feeling at home with that. Right. But nothing that like you can't be doing something else because you are going to want to do something else while you watch this sure. movie.
0: I just need life, not lifetime. I need Hallmark <laughs> to give Danica McKellar better movies because Christmas in Dollywood was what she was in last year. Mm-hmm. And then this year it's this one. And I just feel like they are underutilizing I feel like well, she could be. if they had put Danica in the Christmas
1: waltz instead of Lacey,
0: Ooh.
1: I think that I would have liked the Christmas waltz more. I'm not saying the Christmas waltz was bad, mm-hmm. but I think I, I think her style of like shy, coy, sad eyes mm-hmm. would have worked. And I would have bought in that Roman would have swept her off her feet. Yeah. Um, speaking of the Christmas Waltz, if you haven't already, <laughs> we w- were on a guest spot with One Kiss Means Forever, and we talked about the Christmas Waltz. So we encourage you to take a listen to that
0: yeah. because
1: uh, they are a fun podcast to listen to. Yeah, we and had a
0: lot of fun hanging out with them. We we hang out with them on Twitter every time we live tweet this movie or these movies. And it was really great to see them in person mm-hmm. or in Zoom person <laughs> and chat with them about the Christmas Waltz and Lacey Chabert and all of of the dancing dance face <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you you can hear all of our thoughts on the christmas waltz over on one kiss means forever yeah okay so overall how many sparks would you give this i would give this two sparks and how many snarks would you give this four yeah i i'm right there it's a two spark four snark kind of movie y'all yeah
0: and, and i mean maybe three and a half but i, I think it's safe that in the snarks four. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah they're not all fun snarks. <laughs> <laughs> They're
1: problematic snarks. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that about wraps it for today. As always, thank you so much for listening. We always appreciate if you uh, leave us a review. We recognize people who are on uh, different platforms. So wherever you listen, uh, drop us some stars. Leave us a comment. Let us know what parts you like. Let us know movies you want us to talk about. Um, and follow us at Hallmark Snark on all all of the social medias. Well, I've been Tara. And I've been Austin. Merry Christmas. And happy holidays.